From the magnificent Midwest, it's the Suzanne Venker Show, where men and women are equal in value, but wildly different by nature. Join us here every week as we challenge the culture's hugely flawed narratives about men, women, sex, and love. From coast to coast and from around the world, thank you for joining us. So I'm going to read a comment from the private Facebook page for the Suzanne Venker Show, which if any of you want to join that page, the link is below. My husband and I got married in February 2022 with a plan of five years for me to transition to being a stay-at-home mom. Well, we had our son in August and I have been practically begging to stay home with him and cut our five-year goal short. My husband is strongly against it and still wants two to three more years of my income. How do you get your husband to see the value in motherhood and caring for your own children? He is willing to assess the situation, but he wants to put as much savings away as possible. So I can't tell you how many emails I receive and social media comments I read from wives who are desperate for advice about how to get their husbands to understand the significance of motherhood and why sacrificing on the financial front to actually raise their children as opposed to just having children is not only worth it, but the right thing to do. The issue for couples today isn't actually just money, even though it's, it's up there. It's number one, probably it's a huge factor. And I'm going to focus on that. But what is also true is that women and men have been groomed to create lives that work very well when there are no children in the picture, but that essentially implode once children come along. Another way of saying that really is that young people who want to get married and have kids have been pretty much set up to fail. I get scores of emails from women who are floored by the fact that no one told them how to prepare for having children since children change literally everything about one's life as well as your relationship with your spouse. So in addition to the financial aspect of this conversation, couples are having to redefine their relationship as well. And that is a lot to deal with, especially after the fact when you haven't been given um, helpful information from the get-go. But to answer the question wives who want to stay home have about helping their husbands view motherhood the same way they do, I think it's important to first understand and recognize how we got here. Because Prior to, say, 1990, it was unheard of for a wife to have to convince her husband to, quote unquote, let her stay home with her babies. In fact, once upon a time, the expectation was the exact opposite. Men took great pride in having a wife who was not employed because it meant he was taking care of her. I don't know if any of you are old enough. I'm sure many of you are who are listening to remember those days, um, but they they were real. They existed and it it really got twisted over the years by a feminist media to mean that these men were trying to hold women back from this supposedly better life that, that men had in the workplace. But in fact, it was just a point of pride. And I can imagine many wives today thinking that that sounds pretty heavenly now to have a husband who says, ain't no way my wife's going to work. <laughs> I always think about that when, when dealing with this, um, this issue today. I mean, basically we overcorrected, you know, you, both of the scenarios back then and now um, uh, probably aren't ideal for what women would want. Um, but, but it's understandable how, 
how it once was. Let's put it that way. Unfortunately, over the years, the relentless status degradation of motherhood has resulted in Americans placing very little value on mothering. In fact, I'm convinced that very few people today truly understand the needs of children. I think they genuinely don't know. I think they're in the dark. I don't think it's in any way um, being selfish per se, but but more when it comes to you know putting one's the needs of children over one's uh, over our needs as parents. I think it's. I really do think it's ignorance. If you are aware of these needs, it's almost like you're in a private club where only the members understand how crucial mothering is on human development. That's, that's, and it's a private club. It's a small club. And um, it, it wasn't always this way. It, it is this way now. And that is why young couples are needing and are just in such desperate need for the information. And of the folks who do care for young children full-time and who therefore do understand child development, child development, very few of them are men, right? It's mostly women who do that work. So husbands aren't going to notice the subtleties that go on in these early years, the way many mothers will, whether it's how a baby is sleeping, for example, or how he's faring with, when it comes to food and sleep, or how he or she is responding to the nanny or to daycare. Those are things that he can't really see, and it's very hard to convey. So between the fact that men aren't typically the sex that cares for children and the fact that they too have grown up at a time when motherhood isn't valued, it really makes sense that husbands, husbands would downplay its significance. They just simply don't know any different. And they're going to be mostly fearful about having enough money when they think about living on one income. I mean, that's really what it comes down to for most of them. All of which is to say, let's cut men some slack because they're no more educated about children's needs than many women are. And many of the ones who grew up with mothers who worked full-time, many husbands, I should say, who's, who grew up with mothers who worked full-time and year-round assume that everything was fine right? That, that everything worked out well for them in that family scenario. But of course, they don't know the reality of what it was like from a parent's view. They only know it from being a kid. So that's a very different takeaway from what um, his mom and or dad uh, experienced. Let's put it that way. So this is not going to be an easy conversation to have with your husband. And this is especially true if you and he made choices pre-kid with a different set of assumptions, such as I thought of three main things off the top of my head that people find themselves uh, uh, dealing with young couples. One, that they bought a house based on two incomes instead of one. Two, that they took on a lot of student debt. And three, that they didn't plan ahead to live near their families of origin, one of their families of origin, and as a result, need help need help that they have to pay for that might otherwise be free. So you look at these, these three things, uh, buying a house based on two incomes instead of one, taking on a lot of student loan debt, and not planning to live near family. These are three things. They're decisions that 
are made in advance or yeah, that are made in advance of, of getting into the boat of having children, getting married and having children that could have been prevented if the culture or their parents had told them and given them some guidance about how to do this so that they're not in this pickle later when a husband is dealing with a wife who wants to stay home. So just keeping all of that in mind and having some grace really for both of you, but especially for him and understanding this is all new to him. I mean, he's living his life based on what he thought you were going to do. And if you did not discuss staying home in advance, he's gotten used to your being a professional person. And he might've assumed that that's how you'd stay. That's why I'm so adamant about discussing these things in advance. But if you miss the boat and this is where we are, I'm just framing this so that you understand. And when you sit down and have the discussion, it concede that you've both been kind of screwed, <laughs> you know, that this is new to you. And if you had known and planned differently in advance, it would have been different, but, but here's where you are now. So you can't expect him to really just jump for joy now that you've decided to change course. He may support the idea of your staying home, but as I said before, just not know how to make it work financially. So that's where you're going to want to begin if you're a wife looking for support from her husband for staying home. Chances are you and your husband got used to living the good life. You traveled when you wanted, you ate out whenever you wanted. You might've even made Starbucks your second home. You've also likely incurred a lot of debt. So the idea of living on one income or of moving down in your standard of living will probably feel untenable to him. That doesn't mean it is necessarily. And obviously the numbers matter to some degree, but it what more matters is that it just feels that it's untenable because you're moving down rather than up in your standard of living. And that's not the normal way of things. But I, this I can tell you, and that is that what you earn has less to do with how you can, what you earn is less important than how you spend what you do earn. That's what I'm trying to say. Most couples actually can learn to live on one income or one and a half. If over time you pick up some part-time work that you can do from home. That's a, that's something I did when I was home with my kids in the form of tutoring for a while. And that's, that, that was really helpful. If you're um, a bit, if you're able to do that, that's a, that's a great option. Um, it, most couples can learn to live on one income if they want it badly enough. And if they learn how to budget and live on less than they make. And I have to say, if the pandemic proved anything, it was that this is possible. Necessity really is the mother of invention. So if you, so, so, so step one is to really make the decision, the value-based decision that this is what we want. And then from there, figure out how to make that happen. Here's an example of what one, one woman who wrote to me did. She said, we had no monthly budget, so I made one. Then we paid off a car, cut the cable, shopped and meal planned. That's a huge one. Took off the nails, did clear polish myself, shopped health insurance till I was blue in the face and let the gardener go and did it myself. So yeah, 
that's just an example. Yours, yours is going to look different. I don't know what you're going to cut, but there are always things to cut. It's really all about that budget. So this is not going to be easy, obviously. You're essentially having to weigh having more than enough money but feeling overwhelmed and guilt-ridden and sad about not being with your baby, which is how so many mothers are feeling today, with having less money but not feeling overwhelmed or guilt-ridden or sad. And this is something that you as the mom who wants to stay home is going to feel the benefits of right away, but your husband won't. So if your husband doesn't understand or believe that babies belong with their mothers, if that's not something he's convinced of, he may not see exactly what he gets in exchange for going down in his standard of living. So I would start by sharing with him the significance of the early years and why daycare is the wrong environment for children. And you can find that data on my channel right here or by Googling Erica Komasar daycare. That's another great option, my friend Erica, who will happily um, explain this in greater detail as well. And if your husband is a thoughtful person, this information, this education should help him feel more confident about this decision. So the first step to helping your husband see the significance of your staying home is to put pen to paper and show him that it is possible to live on one income temporarily. Keep in mind, this is not permanent. It's just for a few years. You can slowly build employment back in as the years of your, I mean, as the um, years, well, yeah, the years roll on and the ages of your children, you know, they have different, different needs at different stages. So when they're in school, you might pick up part-time work and that can be very beneficial financially. And that you, and this is super important as the mom who wants to stay home, are willing and capable of living on less to make it happen. And don't underestimate this last point, because you have to remember that husbands want to be able to give their wives a comfortable life. I mean, the average husband certainly wants to do that. So it's going to take a lot of convincing for him to believe that living off of his income for the time being is enough for you that that is a gift in and of itself to just be able to stay home. I think that's really the key here. It's, it's, it's the educating him about the significance of those years and being willing to live on less and that his working is the gift. You don't have to live up, um, fancy life in those early years. You just want to be there and have the stress off of you. That's really what I'm hearing from women everywhere. And that's why I'm doing this episode. Just make sure that when you both put pen to paper, you budget in for savings and for emergencies in addition to this sort of bare bones living because your husband is likely to be laser focused on savings. That is part of his need to provide for you and to keep his family safe for the future. And if he's not saving, it's going to affect him and it's, it's going to come out on your, in your relationship. So you want to make sure in the budget that you have space for savings. So that's, that's step one for helping him understand the significance of this all about the money and the budget. 
The second step to helping your husband see the significance of your staying home is to explain how dramatically different life at home will be for both of you now that breadwinning is off of your plate. There'll be no more running out the door every morning or being stressed out all the time or not knowing what's for dinner every night. And most importantly, being too tired and worn out for you know what. These are all things that was sex, by the way, if you didn't get that. These are all things that inevitably take a back seat when both parents of very young children work full time and year round. It's very hard to, it's impossible to avoid everything I just explained. Um, when you're, when you're living that lifestyle, it's just inevitable. And by quitting your job, you can throw yourself into a singular task for the time being. Yes, it is true that mothering is very stressful too, but it will be your only stress, which means that when, when it gets difficult and it will, you'll have plenty of time for self-care, which will make you a happier and more pleasant person to be around. A lot of husbands today don't realize that life at home doesn't have to be stressful and full of all this conflict because the real culprit for this is time. When you have more time for yourself, your tank isn't depleted and you become more relaxed. And wives today are not relaxed. I mean, that is undeniably true. And we know that sex is taking a back seat in relationships and in marriages as a result. So relaxed wives like to have sex and have an easier time with it. Stressed out and resentful wives, not so much. So if you both sit down and are honest with yourselves and each other about what is and isn't working in your lives, financially, sexually, even psychologically, as it pertains to the climate, the current climate in your home, this will lend itself to coming up with an answer to these problems. And very often that answer is indeed for you to stay home. So what's, what's unfortunate is that this option is never presented to women as an obvious solution. When it was recently reported last month that 70,000 daycare centers were going to close after the government assistance from COVID ended, there were countless articles in the media about what couples can do now going forward to deal with this problem. And writers offered all kinds of flimsy solutions, but not one of them ever said, try staying home instead of paying for daycare. <laughs> like it was, it's such an obvious financial answer. If it costs too much, then do the work yourself and stay home. But nobody wants to say that. So in the same way that you as a woman or as a mother feel unsupported in your beliefs that staying home is the right thing to do, chances are your husband doesn't feel any different. It's just that as a father and not a mother, he's not as emotionally pulled toward your babies as you are and is much more focused on providing. It's important. So it's important to recognize before you have this conversation with them that each of your motivations is different. And when you want someone to see things your way, you have to argue from, you have to argue the point from the other person's perspective, not from yours. Because he may not feel what you feel or even see what you see when it comes to children's needs. Like I said, I do recommend educating him because every parent should know that information. But in the end, the money and the potentially new, calmer climate, sorry, let me say that again, 
the potentially new calmer climate in your home will have the most impact. Your husband needs to feel confident that the payoff of living on one income rather than two temporarily is worth it. He will be all in for it if he knows that in exchange for his sacrifice, he will A, feel like he's able to take care of his family financially because you're not going to spend more than he can make and you're agreeing to this living on less mentality or mindset. B, if he feels that his own load is being lightened because you're going to take care of the lion's share of the household duties in exchange for not having to be employed which is huge, by the way, because the two of you will no longer have to negotiate who's going to do what on the home front because you're essentially relieving him of those tasks so he can be more focused on work. And that's really enticing. And C, if he sees a happier and more relaxed wife. Now, he may not believe that all of this is going to happen since neither of you has ever lived this kind of life. So to him, it may just be talk until it happens. And this is where the trust between the two of you becomes super important. Because if you're successful in helping him to be supportive of this goal, then you have to deliver, of course. You can't promise him something and then not do it, obviously. And speaking of trust, I would also ask him to trust you when you say, which I think you should say because it's true, that the benefits of having a mother at home are often not obvious for many years. The intricacies of child rearing can be invisible to the naked eye. And in certain respects, you won't see the payoff for years. And this is a super hard pill to swallow for a generation that's been raised on immediate gratification. But that's what it is to raise a family. It's slow and steady. You're not going to get a paycheck or a pat on the back or even a, hey, great job. You know, you, it's intrinsic motivation. You have to really know why you're doing it and then throw yourself into it to see the payoff. Raising children is an enormous sacrifice with, like I said, a major payoff, but you do have to be willing to put in the time, put in the time. So I hope that helps. Um, If you need help working through your finances or your budget to make this happen, I do do that with couples a lot. And I offer that in my coaching business as well. So there's a link to that below as well, if you need it. And that's all I got for you today. See you next time. And that ends this hour of the Suzanne Venker show. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and to leave us a review as well as share this episode with a friend. As always, you may reach me with any questions or comments at Suzanne at the Suzanne And if you would like to support this podcast, which would be very much appreciated, you can do so at patreon.com forward slash the Suzanne Venker show. Thanks everyone. Have a good week.